Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, June 27th, 2022. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm happy birthday, Matt's Grayzaki. <laughs> Thank you. My birthday is today as we're recording. <laughs> Yesterday, um, I guess technically you could be hearing this on the 26th in Patreon. Um, if not on the regular feed, you should it's be. yesterday. You should, you should be. be. Let's be hearing it. Yeah. That should be your birthday present to me is to sign Aww. up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash broadwayradio or broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. Not only can you be sending me a nice little birthday gift, but <laughs> there is some great stuff in the podcast feed that you can have early access to. If you are on our Patreon, first up last week, Jan Simpson had a new episode of her of her Stagecraft podcast in which she spoke with playwright uh, Madiri Shakar, whose play Queen is running off-Broadway through uh, July 1st, I believe. This is a production through the National Asian American Theater Company, so make sure you listen to that. And then Jan also joined James, Peter, and Michael on this week on Broadway on Sunday, in which they discussed a Epiphany at Lincoln Center, which I'm going to talk about later on in the uh, uh, in the show here. Corsicana at Playwrights Horizons, uh, Memorial for Harvey Evans, Fat Ham at the Public Theater. We also talked about Queen and some other things uh, as well. So you definitely want to make sure that you are getting all of that content in your podcast feed. And if you go over to Patreon, you can get it before anybody else. Also, we do want to have a programming uh, announcement here. Next Sunday on July 3rd, there will be no This Week on Broadway, but Jan and James will be having their, uh, at this point, annual special episode. I, I don't know that it's always Jan and James doing it together if it's part of something else, but every year Jan does her special episode on a summer reading list. If you don't know, Jan is a uh, media and journalism professor, so you know she knows how to pick out good books. So she always has a great reading list of summer theater reads and summer and theater tangential reads. So head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio slash Patreon to make sure that you get that first. Are you reading anything currently, uh, Grace? I have famously thousands of books, but I can't find the time to read. I think we're in the same boat. I love books and I love buying books and I love like being around books and smelling books and looking at book covers. And I would I would say that I spend more time looking at the books than I do reading the books. And that's my own that's my own disease. I mean, technically reading books really is just looking at books because I mean that's what you're doing is you are looking at the books but let's get into the news today Grace and um, we've had some pretty bad news here lately at large in the world not just specifically theater stuff and we're going to get into that a little bit here in a second but one of the things that we talked about on today on Broadway last week was the Broadway League's announcement that masks would become optional beginning on July 1st which is coming up this Friday. Um, we did get a somewhat unexpected uh, announcement, one that was fairly welcomed by the company behind American Buffalo that is running at Circle in the Square Theater. They have said that despite the fact that audience members would be allowed in most Broadway houses to not wear masks if they so choose, they will require masks to be worn for the final two weeks of their production. Obviously, they are not running that much longer. Uh, they're actually closing on the 10th. I apologize. So it's the last week and a half of their run. So not making the biggest dent in things, but it is something that I think is much appreciated, especially because the way that the theater is set up, it is pretty small. Everybody's really close together mm-hmm. and they are in very close proximity to the actors. So they will be maintaining that mask mandate. I'm a little surprised, Grace, that we have not heard from any other theaters that have 
uh, decided to do this. Uh, Circle in the Square is a unique situation because they are an independently owned theater. They are not one of the larger conglomerate yeah. theater owners where they're not the Jujamsons, the Schuberts, mm-hmm. uh, or the Niederlanders. And that might have something to do with why we haven't heard anything from anybody else. But yeah, I'm a little disappointed that we haven't heard one of those theater companies you know, take some sort of stand. But I, again, like we talked about last week, it's all about the Benjamins. It is. And it's also like we have to remember that, like, I'm sure that there are conversations being had. You know what I mean? Like, it's only been a couple of days. And yeah. as we pointed out, like, you know, the Broadway League and Actors Equity did not um, talk about this amongst uh, their organizations. So and, and you know, the, the theaters themselves, they're all separate entities. And there's a lot of bureaucracy yeah. that has to go through. So I, we might be hearing something next week. But I agree with you, like the big Schubert organization, the Niederlanders, like all those things, like there's a lot of hoops. And famously, we we might know where the Niederlanders sit on that. So I don't know. It's it's really it's um, discombobulated, as my people say. Yeah. When Ashley, I think, and I discussed the announcement, but it just seemed like everything was very haphazardly done. And that is part for the course with the Broadway League. But speaking of things that are an absolute shit show, we obviously know the major news dominating all of American culture over the past few days has been the Supreme Court's decision to effectively end uh, the protections granted under Roe versus Wade. And we're not going to get into all of that, but I will point you to what is essentially a live blog of coverage over at the New York Times, and they have all of the different stories that they wrote. One of them is very much theater related uh, because as Michael Paulson uh, wrote, and Grace, as you know very, Mm -hmm. very well, um, I'm just going to read from his article here. The Broadway farce POTUS has from the start featured a moment in which a young woman blurts out that she volunteers at an abortion clinic in Iowa. On Friday night, that line, which includes the words affordable, Safe reproductive health care is a basic human right. That has been a line that has been all over social media even before this. This has been something that I'm not sure if it was actually used in any of the official promotions, but it might as well have been. If it was from a bootleg that got shared, it was everywhere and it definitely helped. Uh, that line is delivered by Julianne Huff and it has been in the show from the very beginning and it apparently got a huge, huge ovation deservedly so on Friday night in a way that I think was probably very cathartic for the audience members who were in the theater that night. Yeah, I mean, like, Ayanna Prescott even tweeted, like, y'all are going to want to be in the audience this weekend for POTUS, yeah. like, for that line, uh, very specifically. And, you know, even in previews, um, there were some, woo, you know, <laughs> when, yeah. when she says I mean, well, that. was when I was there, too, yeah. It's such a distinct, because she doesn't, like, say casually, like, Hey, I worked at a clinic and I I think this the no 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 the way that the direction is of the delivery of that line is very specifically designed to take a stand and not just kind of be tossed away. Like it's very yeah. much meant to stand out and I and I think that um a lot of us needed to hear uh I we need to hear it on stage just as much as we need to hear it in our homes and um on our TVs and all those things. So I'm I'm happy for the fact that they got that much of a of an ovation for it. Obviously, it's fictional. These aren't real people. But what I think is interesting about the way that that line was written in um, Selena Fillinger's script is that it comes from a young woman who presents at first as a somewhat flighty country bumpkin. And obviously, she's from Iowa, and that is central to a lot of the conversation in the show. But like, 
uh, you know, as somebody who has lived in multiple states that border Iowa, I'm sure that that is not a popular thing that would be said in a lot of corners of the Hawkeye state. So um, I thought that that was also important to know that abortions affect everybody, no matter what state, no matter who is the legislators in charge of those states. And I, I think that that actually had a, a much more impactful resonance coming from that character had it come from one of the to use a term that I think is grossly overused and is nearly pejorative at this time, the coastal elite characters in that show. So I, I think that the fact that it was Julianne Huff's character delivering that uh, actually gives it a little bit more weight than it would have if it had been Julie White or, or Vanessa Williams or somebody else. Well, this is something that I constantly ha- get on my high horse about, I which know. apologies From to everybody. From a southerner as you are, yeah. Yeah, is that I go like, why do we Why do we not expect um, other people to, I mean, we literally flip Georgia Blue. Like, it's, you know, yeah. there, there are different uh, mindsets everywhere. And I think that the more we give those opportunities to characters that maybe have a different accent than what you're used to hearing that person would say, or you think that this person is of lesser intelligence because of where they come from. Like, I'm kind of sick of it. So I love that that part is in the show, and and I love that moment very specifically. And if there's a, you know, a a regional theater that is looking to cast the show, um, Mm -hmm. just know that I am a veil, and um, I I just, I agree with you, though. It's it's a wonderful moment. So I'm glad that everybody's enjoying it. Actually, my uh, roommate is literally at the show as we are recording this. So awesome. I told her to scream at that part. I love it. I love it. Uh, all right, let's get into some show and casting news coming out. Heading over to the Music Man, speaking of Iowa, um, it was uh, tweeted out by the great two time Tony winner Sutton Foster herself that she is going to be out of the show for presumably nine to 10 days as she has tested positive for COVID. She sent it out on uh, Sunday morning. This is the second time in effectively six months that she has had it. Similarly, Hugh Jackman was out for a second time within six months, which, you know, I don't know if that has something to do with with the fact that the antibodies that you get from having been diagnosed the first time, you know, kind of wane after a certain amount of time. But for a while, we were thinking, oh, once you get it, you're good. You won't have it anymore. Eh, not so much. But um, understudies uh, Audrey Cardwell and Kathy Voitko, who did it in, in Sutton's stead the first time around, will be taking on the role of Marion uh, for the next week or so. Uh, Audrey Cardwell went on on Sunday. She did the matinee, from what I understand. I believe I saw her in the tour of Cinderella, I think. Oh, uh, I think I saw her as Cinderella. Um, I think that's correct. But uh, anyway, uh, best wishes to Sutton and good luck to Audrey and Kathy. Um, We want to head out to Los Angeles from here and talk about the Center Theater Group's uh, 2022-2023 season for the shows that will be taking place at the Mark Taper Forum. I want to mention this because you might remember that last year when Jeremy O'Harris' Slave Play was announced to be a part of last season's lineup, he criticized CTG about the fact that it was a very white and male season other than Slave Play, and he in fact uh, threatened to withdraw the show from the season if CTG did not make promises to balance out the gender and racial uh, diversity there in coming seasons. They did agree to do that. Slave Play went off without a hitch, and they have very effectively um, paid up on those commitments. Um, they said Kelly Kirkpatrick, who is the associate artistic director of CTG, said that this has been a long time coming to reflect the values of not only this team, but of the organization as reemerged from the pandemic and to represent so many different communities across L.A. Um, I'll just run through the shows in the season. Uh, the first one actually started off Broadway. The Search for Signs of Intelligent Life in the Universe. Jane Wagner's one woman play uh, will again start 
Cecily Strong as it did at The Shed and be directed by Lee Silverman. I saw it. Cecily's great. Look forward to that. Um, that'll happen from September 21st through October 23rd. Then the West Coast premiere of Clyde's, a show that I absolutely loved, will run November 15th through December 18th. That's obviously Lynn Nottage's show, directed by Kate Wariski. From March 8th through April 9th, there will also be a uh, 30th anniversary production of Anna DeVere Smith's Twilight, Los Angeles, 1992. It debuted uh, at the Mark Taper Forum in, I guess it would have been 1993. Then in May 20th through June 25th of 2023, we are getting a musicalized version of the TV show Transparent that will be directed by the legendary Tina Landau with a book by uh, Joey Soloway, who was one of the creators of the show, and MJ Kaufman with music and lyrics by Faith Soloway, who's also one of the creators of the TV show, and choreography by James Alsop. The show itself, actually the series finale, ended on a... Uh, on a musical episode, did you watch that show um, at, at all, Grace? No, I, some things got. Uh, yeah, it got problematic in into the words. Yeah, yeah, I just I, so I didn't unfortunately, but um, I might I might go back. Yeah, it, it started out as being something that a lot of people championed, and then the the main actor uh, Jeffrey Tambor said some things that made him a little problematic, and it, it got a little icky as the the seasons went on. And in fact, I believe he wasn't even in the series finale but uh, uh i i don't watch i didn't watch it but i believe leslie margarita was but uh anyway then the season will end with the world premiere of fake it until you make it from august 2nd through september 3rd of 2023 it is an la set comedy from larissa fast horse about shifters who take it upon themselves to determine their own racial identities when different circumstances benefit them most um also grace today is june 27th so you know what that means no it means that one month from today, you will be on the stage at the Connolly Theater as part of the She NYC Festival doing your solo show to free a mockingbird. Oh, uh, you, shit. <laughs> you, better, you better memorize all those lines if you don't remember them. Um, <laughs> Just so, an hour and 15 minutes of me talking. No big deal. <laughs> no big deal. I mean, you wrote it and you've done it before, so hopefully some of it's still remembered. Uh, but we'll have a link in the, sh- in the show notes if you want to get tickets to that. You should. I'll be there on the 29th. Um, you got to actually see a show at the Connolly Theater. Uh, how was that? Boy, did I see a show at the Connolly Theater. First of all, if you've never been to that theater and I'd oh, never seen gorgeous. a show there, it is gorgeous. Like, genuinely, I got butterflies thinking about performance performing on that stage because it's so perfectly intimate, which I like to do with the audience to do my particular show. But I got to see Circle Jerk Live uh, mm-hmm. presented by fake friends and Jeremy O'Harris. And Jeremy O'Harris was sitting, what's that? One seat away from me. Um, it was wild. I was like, am I laughing loud enough for him? Um, but it was, it was nuts. <laughs> the Connolly Theater, like they don't do their own like seasons or programming. Like right. it's, a, it's a theater downtown um, in the Lower East Side. But it is about a four minute walk from Russ and Dog. So if you love bagels the way I do, you can go there and then walk over to my show at 7 p.m. on July 27th because we are also doing a talk back with Broadway Radio Live. And that, that will be really, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm excited for all of it. And I'm so thrilled to be joining GNYC. They've been nothing but incredible to me. So um, that theater, stunning. If you have a chance, you should go. Let's take a real quick break from the news to talk about our sponsor for today, Today Ticks. 
I am filling up slots, Grace, filling up slots with shows for my trip, uh, starting with your show on the 29th of July and then going into August. I have found so much great stuff because of Today Ticks, including a ticket to the final performance on Broadway of Company, um, which actually James got for me while I was at a CrossFit class um, from Today Ticks. So there is no better place to get all of your theater going needs than Today Ticks. It is, they have amazing prices. It is a simple one-stop shop for theater. Theater, concert, comedy, all sorts of things, and it gives you the best value on tickets to Broadway and beyond. Just download the app or visit todaytix.com to find all of the shows that you want to see, and it's super easy. With the app, you can check out in 30 seconds and get your tickets with ease. Yeah, you're not lying. I'm literally looking at the app right now, and I'm like, you really could check out in 30 seconds. It's yeah. so fast. Uh, but there's so many great things about the fact that there's so much flexibility, right? Like, you can book your tickets months in advance. Matt's a planner. Matt likes to have a spreadsheet. Matt likes to have have plans in place, I decide 40 minutes before I want to see something if I can. So you can be that spontaneous if you'd like, but they also give you um, access to exclusive pre-sales, limited time offers, digital lottery programs to sold out shows, and day of discounted tickets. And it doesn't even matter where you live because I've been traveling a lot with some touring companies. I've been, you know, visiting uh, other theater cities across the world. And, and a lot of people do this, right? It's not just for Broadway and London's West End. You can find tickets in cities across the country, around the world, including Chicago, Chicago, LA, DC, San Francisco, Sydney, and more. See that show you've always wanted to see or discover something new that you'll love just as much for even less. Go to todaytix.com slash Broadway and use promo code Broadway to get $10 off your first Today Ticks purchase. That's promo code Broadway at T-O-D-A-Y-T-I-X dot com slash Broadway for an additional $10 off your first ticket purchase. That's todaytix.com slash Broadway. All right, Grace, as I promised at the top of the show, I want to run through some reviews for the latest production uh, over at Lincoln Center Theater. This is a new play by Brian Watkins, who was the writer and showrunner behind a show that I really, really liked over on Amazon called Outer Range. I couldn't think of the name for a second, uh, but a great show. And this one is directed by Tyne Raffaelli and it opened last week. Um, it has a really, really great cast. Uh, it stars Francois Batiste, Mary Louise Burke, Heather Burns, Jonathan Hattery, Omar Metwali, Colby Minifee, uh, David Ryan Smith, CJ Wilson, and Carmen Zillis. Um, let's run through some of the reviews, just real quick ones. Uh, Maya Phillips for the New York Times wrote, quote, in one hour and 50 minutes, Epiphany astutely captured a wide swath of ideas without losing its grasps on the hilarious and heartbreaking experience of being a person in the world. Joe Domenowitz, for write, writing for uh, New York Theatre Guide, said, quote, Lincoln Center Theatre's epiphany begins with an ominous rumbling that's so mighty it might measure on the Richter scale. Dishes and glasses on the set clink and chatter. The effect seems to set the stage for something of enormous magnitude. Don't hold your breath. Brian Watkins is intriguing, but ultimately blurry and low impact group portrait inspired by James Joyce's The Dead emerges more like an artistic ex exercise or theme and variation on that famous 1914 short story than a fully satisfying drama on its own. Helen Shaw for Vulture said, quote, The cast is full of superb performances, starting with Hattery and Burke and including an underused Francois Batiste as Kelly's husband. But the conversations Watkins writes for them point to profundity while rarely attaining it. This is one that is closing a week before I get to town, and I am just dying for an extension because of how much I loved uh, Outer Range. So I'm hoping that this one will announce some good stuff for me to fit it into my schedule while I'm in town. Oh, yeah, that's been one that you've been talking about for a minute. So I hope you get to yeah. see it. 
Me too. All right, real quick, uh, two quick feel-good recommendations. Over the weekend, the legendary Ralph Macchio headed down to St. Louis to uh, see one of the final performances of the pre-Broadway tryout of The Karate Kid, The Musical. He, of course, played Daniel LaRusso in the original trilogy of films. Real quick, Grace, what is Ralph Macchio's only Broadway credit? Um, his daughter being in the Skittles musical commercial for the Super Bowl. That is incorrect, but I did not know that. That's really good information. Boom. <laughs> uh, two years after Karate Kid debuted in 1984, he co-starred in Cuba and his teddy bear along with Robert De Niro on Broadway at the Long Acre Theater. He, of course, also played J. Pierpont Finch in the national tour of How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying mm-hmm. from the... Uh, uh, the Matthew Broderick production. And then finally, we will finish up with some videos from West End Live that happened over the weekend. Had some great performances from uh, Heathers, Hamilton, Wicked, Six, Tina, Dear Evan Hansen, Book of Mormon, Les Mis, Come From Away, um, Cabaret, Moulin Rouge, Legally Blonde, Back to the Future, all the Disney stuff. So lots of fun stuff to dive down in a rabbit hole with on the uh, this Monday or Sunday, depending on when you're listening. All right, everybody, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Grace, where can people find you? You can find me on all social media platforms wishing Matt Tamanini happy birthday at It's Grace Aki. Thank you very much. All right, everybody, have a wonderful Monday, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow. 